This is Jim Colburn of Commodity Research Group. I'm with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group, and we're here to talk about energy markets. To learn more about us, you can check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our podcasts and blog. We would like to thank our friends at EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. Check out their newsletters, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. This podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer to or endorse any particular trading system, strategy, or recommendation. We are not responsible for trading decisions taken by anyone. Information is not guaranteed to be accurate. This is not an offer to buy or sell any derivative. Today is February 20th, and it's 2.49 in the afternoon. Andy LeBeau, we're sitting here uh, looking at a uh, major virus. We've got uh, locusts running all over uh, Africa, and we have some uh, presidential uh, politics that uh, look more like uh, mud wrestling. And I want to know which kind, which disaster you want to take up first. That is, uh, that's a tough choice, Jim. Between the uh, between the three plagues, right? Whether we're going locusts, disease, or uh, who wants to be the the next pharaoh? Uh, <laughs> it's it's very biblical what's going on right now. I have to it, say, it, it really is. And uh, you know, we 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 continue to live in very interesting times. We do, and. Uh, Andy, we, we had the um, the big three come out last week, uh, the EIA, the IEA, and OPEC with their uh, monthly uh, oil reports, and they they each shaved some uh, demand, obviously, from uh, their estimates, and, and I just want to kind of uh, look at those, and maybe you can start with the EIA and, uh, you know, what, what did they do? Well, uh, of course, all these numbers are, are modeled off, um, I actually don't know what they're modeled off, I assume they took, they took uh, SARS and, and maybe some some previous numbers and, and put them in uh, in some kind of stooge. But um, what what the EIA did uh, was they said that in the first quarter demand is going to take a nine hundred thousand barrel a day hit, uh, which is a you know pretty big number. They revised downward by nine hundred thousand barrels a day. What they're estimate for global demand from just last month's report. And in February, they said in second quarter, they said demand would decline by uh, 400,000 barrels a day off of their uh, last report. And then in third or fourth quarter, demand will uh, normalize and, and uh, grow net. They've got demand up uh, a million barrels a day for the year. So still, you know, not that bad of a, an increase if, if these numbers come in. And Andy, some of that hit that's uh, they're take they're, they're taking in the first quarter is due to warm weather. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly right. The northern hemisphere has really not had much of a much of a winter, so I think some of that's off the coronavirus, and uh, some of that is off uh, is off warm winter. But again, you know, it, it, it it's just a model. It it looks like in, in reality. You know, certainly uh, Chinese demand is being, you know, is being hampered quite a bit uh, if refinery runs, which is something that uh, we actually can get a decent handle on if refinery runs in uh, China, 
are uh, any indication of, of where demand is, Jim. Yeah. Um, th- those runs are down. One number for February was um, 3 million barrels a day. You know, the, mm. the runs were 10 million barrels a day relative to last year's 13 million barrels a day. I think some of the other numbers that are coming in off China's down like 1.1 million barrels a day on runs. But, you know, I, th- I think at least for China, uh, on, on run cuts, it may be peaking like right now. It's a big number. It's, it's, it is a huge number. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to the big three. Yep. Um, OPEC, the, the OPEC report, they, they're less. They, they cut demand less than uh, what the EIA did. Uh, OPEC's got demand uh, down 440,000 barrels a day from the last month's estimate in the first quarter and then in the second quarter down 370. And they think this year the, the growth in demand is, uh, was revised down by 230,000 barrels a day, again, coming in close to the 1 million barrel a day number that uh, the EIA said. And then EIA... They really went, they, they said uh, demand is going to be down on the year, 365,000 barrels a day, their estimated demand, uh, and demand will grow by 825,000 barrels a day this, this year, so that they really cut what they think for the, for the entire year. But all three, you know, seem to, seem to indicate that this is a, a first half problem, uh, and second half things will, uh, things will normalize. Of course, we don't know. Do you, uh, just, just a side point. Uh, do, you like, do you like one of those reports more than the other, or do you kind of just look at all three and kind of... You mean in terms of accuracy? Yeah. Or in terms of... Uh, I, I think yeah, I, I read all three. I think all three are worthwhile, you know, have, are worthwhile to, uh, to read, and, and you know, it's, it's good to average some of, their, some of their numbers because, you know... OPEC tends to go one way, the IEA tends to go the other way, and the EIA's models are usually not that great. Yeah. So, it's a, listen, it's a hard task. It's a hard task. Yeah, yeah as we know. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, you know, I know we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but you and I attended a uh, uh, presentation by the, the EIA about their models, and they, they were pretty, they, it was pretty intense, actually. They, they, they really work hard at their models. Yeah, definitely. It's they're, they're better than what I would put out. Put it that way. <laughs> so I totally, would, I, yeah. I, I, I read mean, them. Yeah. So, um, so we have this idea that we're we're taking a hit in February and March, and then it's then the hit starts easing up. It's still a decline, or is it? Yeah, still, still a decline in April, and uh, possibly into uh, May, and then in uh, June. I think things start to uh, normalize, and, and we probably uh, probably start growing. On uh, well, we should be we should be growing, or, or if we're not, you know, it's unlikely that these million barrel a day numbers are going to come. You know, growth of a million barrels a day are right. going to come to uh, come to fruition. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, you know, we we really don't know, you know, whether this is going to um, whether this is going to become you know, a pandemic type of uh, d- epidemic or, you know, it's going to be, it'll peter out by, uh, you know, by the spring, which I think is what the market's looking at. I was going to ask you, you know, the market has come off really hard and now we've bounced. And is, do you think it's, you know, do you think it's a rational bounce or do you think it's 
what, what do you think about what, oh what, i think it's uh, i think it's absolutely a rational bounce because as much as these demand numbers are off you know we're also seeing a concomitant loss on the on the supply side and i think that that's one thing that we you know we had mentioned in our uh wasn't in our podcast but in in uh commodity research group's monthly report you know we we said we thought the market was giving too much um emphasis on the coronavirus and not enough emphasis on uh what's happening in libya and libya is down to they were over a million barrels last year what are they at what are they at now they're like 123, 123,000. They're down to almost a million barrels a day. And, you know, I think the market was thinking, oh, well, that's, you know, that, that's short term. That'll, that'll come right back. But, you know, every negotiation is go- has gone nowhere. And it looks like conflict there is, if anything, is, is still escalating. So, yeah, these barrels can come out, can come back when the blockades are lifted. but you know, it, uh, it's not going it, to, it looks like it's not happening in the month of February. And I'd be surprised, you know, it might not happen into March either. So, you know, you're, you're losing a million barrels a day of sweet crude on the, on the market. And, and that has helped to um, soften the blow of the, of the loss of coronavirus demand as well as the, uh, as well as the warmer weather. So I, I do think, you know, where the, where say the IEA, one thing I, I completely disagree with it. They were look, they're looking at a uh, million and a half barrel a day inventory build in the first quarter. And I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that. I think the, the inventory build is going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be like less, I think it's going to be around half a million barrels a day in the first quarter and, and you know, somewhere around that plus or minus in the, in the second quarter. And that's uh, very manageable. It's manageable. Yeah, because inventories were were in decent shape. I mean, there's a, look, Chinese inventories are building for uh, for crude, and yes. uh, you know they're probably building for for products as well. But with runs being cut, you know, the, the, they're not going to be built quite quite so quite so significantly as we head into March and April. But yeah, half million barrel a day build in the first in the first half of the year, plus or minus two hundred thousand. Yeah. It's manageable. That shouldn't be the end of the, you know, that shouldn't be like low 40s crude. Right. I was going to say, we're we forehandle on crude it doesn't make much sense to you. We're just maybe, maybe going down there and taking a look and then coming back up. Right. Exactly. And that's what we talked about, you know, yeah. in our monthly report. Mm-hmm. We said that uh, we thought. Yeah, there was a chance that WTI could take a look see in the you know in the forties, and but you know we liked it coming back, mm-hmm. um, and what, you know do, mostly because of mostly because the balances aren't as as bad as uh, you know what what the market was looking at. The other thing, Jim, that we that happened this week is the the sanctions that uh, the Trump administration slapped on uh, on Rosneft, right. You know, that's, that's going to, um, you know, it's unclear. Venezuelan production is probably around 800,000 barrels a day, but, you know, that, that ultimately too could have a, an impact on, uh, on their exports. They, they had been, actually had been improving. The, this may, you know, this could be, you know, this could be a, a factor in their, um, you know, in the, on, their ex, on the export side. 
And um, why don't we move into OPEC? They're, they were going to reduce production before all this happened. Are, are they, have they been successful uh, 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 with the additional cuts or uh, from the December uh, meeting? Um, yes, because, you know, because of oh, Libya, of right? Course. So of Libya course. and Venezuela are two OPEC, are two OPEC producers. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they sort of, yeah, I mean, they had, now Libya can come back, but again, it's not looking like it's coming back any, anytime soon. Russia has been saying, uh, you know, let's wait and see what, you know, whether if we need to cut another 600,000 um, or we don't. And, you know, I think Russia's being in the peace negotiations with Libya, you know, part of that, I, I think that they probably have a little inside information on, uh, you know, how that how that's going. So um, why don't you lay out where uh, inventory draws again for the uh, first quarter and rest of the year? So you, would you say that maybe five? I think the I think the first you know for the first half inventories will build you know maybe half a million barrels a day plus or minus a couple of hundred thousand. Second half, I think they I think things will you know again it's hard to predict. I mean, think actually demand could really surge in the second half, right? You get enough Chinese stimulus and enough you know the, their um, desire to to Get the heck out of the house. Yeah, get the heck out of the house. Exactly right amongst the population. But in terms of, you know, moving goods and, uh, you know, getting, getting things back to normal, you know, you, you, you may actually have a surge. And, uh, you know, we, we could start, we should uh, start seeing a stock draw, you know, as we head into the third and the, uh, the third and the fourth quarter. You know, again, we'll see what, where, where OPEC goes. I, I think one thing that's interesting uh, and pretty significant, you know, they, they know that they somehow at some point have to get out of this production deal that they're in. And we talked in our previous podcasts, you know, about the June meeting, what are they, you know, how are they going to get out of this and, and start increasing, increasing production. But now, you know, they, they, now that demand has been hit and, uh, you know, Saudi is, I think, was alluding to it as a like a house on fire. Maybe they'll be less uh, less willing to to really cut production or increase production. You know, as we head into the as we head into the second half. So um, you don't see any OPEC meeting before the ordinary June meeting. You don't see, well, see if Libya comes back, yeah, I think they they may they may meet. If not, no, I th- I think that you know they'll just or if things worsen. You know, uh, if, if all of a sudden the cases start, you know, it'll depend on the market, Jim, as always, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if the market goes, if the market starts taking a, a real, uh, you know, a, a, a real nosedive and then we get into the low, you know, mid yep. to low 40s, then, uh, they will meet. Yeah. then um, yeah, they may meet. I want to move into the uh, U.S. oil production, Andy. I guess when we were up at the highs, uh, there was hedging going on. Definitely, so, right? Right, Definitely. yeah. So, uh, so, so we probably shouldn't see a decline in U.S. oil production or decline in the growth from this move unless it stays down. Is that- from this, this particular move? No. Yeah. Unless we go in back into the 40s, yeah. 
So I, what I is, don't think I don't think so. You know the yeah, I I, I would doubt that. And, so and where, as you said, they they really took advantage of that spike. You know, there were two spikes actually: the, the attack on Saudi Arabia, and then uh, the killing of uh, Soleimani. Right. So you had you know you had two chances. Right. Yes. And um, what what's where are we with uh, production now in the U.S. Production is some, you know, production right now. This this last weekly report had us around had us thirteen million barrels a day. EIA, mm -hmm. EIA has us at thirteen point two two in February in their short term energy outlook. I saw uh, that. Right, I don't think so. What, I mean, it, they, it they have it pretty much flattening out for the rest of the year in the thirteen twos, thirteen ones. Does that mean they don't believe their own model? Because <laughs> I mean, right? we're going to get. I mean, we we look at the weeklies that are much more model driven, and then we get we get monthlies that true those numbers up with a, right. with a lag. Right. So, you know, are they? It's it's kind of like they're. Well, the weeklies are a survey, uh, which they then adjust to the. Yeah, they do adjust it to the monthlies. Yeah. And um, the, mo yeah. the monthlies are the gold are the gold standard. The monthlies are what you really want to pay attention to, but yeah. unfortunately, the monthlies are, you know, we, we only yeah. have November data. Right. So it's a month. Of, right. It's a, yep. Yeah. At the end of this month, we'll get December data. So that 13.2 number, you, you agree, disagree? I, I don't see how. I don't see. We're, we're in the second week in February, and we're at 13.0. Yeah, maybe two months from now, the, the EIA will adjust it upwards. But I think it's going to be 13, and I think um, you know, I, I think growth is, is is won't be robust this year. Can we get to 32, 13, three? Yeah, we 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 could, but it's nothing like you know, it's nothing like what we saw last year. Again, Gosh, as yeah. you and I have discussed in these podcasts, you know, mo much of the year-on-year -year growth has already happened, right? In a way, right? Right? The way yes. the math. It was during last year, and now when you're last year, the first half was low. So, you know, these numbers are going to look good relative to last year. But, right. You know, in the fourth quarter, we really surged. So, relative to like where we were in December, the Got numbers it. don't look good at all. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say that. You know, we're growing. These uh, you know, some these, some people have production falling this year, Jim. U.S. Yeah. production falling. So that so this um this EIA number is definitely not a consensus. 13. Totally not a consensus. I saw one number. I think they were talking about production going to twelve six mm. this year. Oh boy! I don't. I don't think. You know. I don't think so. But that's one of the numbers out there, which obviously would be constructive. Well, even even if you have a uh, particular uh, presidential candidate or two winning and banning all kinds of fracking, that won't happen until next year. <laughs> Right. If it happens, if it happens, <laughs> oh, right. that's another plague that we could talk about. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know that that some of these candidates are talking about, you know, banning banning fracking, and uh, one candidate is talking about banning U.S. crude exports. Mm. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah it's, it would wreak havoc for sure. You know, and I think on the exports, that that's that's an ex that. He's trying to get an executive order, right? Um, yeah, so you don't have to go through the regular so you channels. Don't have to go through through Congress, and in terms of banning fracking, 
you know, I don't, I don't think it'll be an outright frack ban, but I think it'll be something like banning fracking on um, federal lands. And right. if that's if that's the case, then you know that's like a million and a half barrels a day of uh, production. Mm. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, right? You um, know, and, and, so, then, and to say nothing about the natural gas, you know, we 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 fracture for natural gas production. Right. Yeah. So, but there's less natural gas production on federal lands, much less. Right. Than there is on. Um, you know, in, uh, for crude. Well, as you know, we can't get any more natural gas into our uh, state of New York because we we don't we we can't build any pipelines. They're right. Hands, yeah. Right. Um, so moving along into the into the springtime, gasoline is. What the heck's going on with gasoline? It looks like it's. Uh, well, the cracks have really rallied big time uh, not, here in the U.S. Not globally, but. Well, globally, they're they're better. I mean, re- refining margins are they're not terrible here in the U.S. They're bad in in Asia. I mean, they're, they're right. and in the Med, horrendous. You know, they're horrendous. And uh, yeah, demand is you know Eastern Hemisphere demand is is poor. And uh, in the Med, you know, you lost all those Libyan barrels. Right. So crude, you know, crude. The the differentials have gone crazy, and demand is kind of soft. But here, you know, we've had refining, we've had refining issues. Big one. We lost uh, Exxon Baton Rouge had a, a five hundred thousand barrel a day refinery went down. Um, the the the, uh, see, the crude units weren't in, weren't injured. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're probable for tonight. Yeah, they're yeah. probable. They yeah. weren't injured. They weren't damaged. But weren't that's damaged. another like three or four weeks that that's going to be down. We're going into turnarounds. Uh, uh, we we did have a decent demand this last week and the seasonality. I mean, there's all this stuff going. There's some decent things going on for gasoline. However, you know, inventories still are. Ah, you know what, Jim? Inventories are around average for gasoline. For, for gasoline. Yeah, the 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 inventories are 259 million, and the four-year average is 256 million, and days supply are right are the same, 29 days. So, you know, we're, we're okay on gas. Uh, but certainly, you know, it's making a big move relative to diesel. I was going to say diesel, what's the, the price action is uh, awful. Horrendous. Is it, do, yeah. Do you think people kind of uh, bought ahead of the uh, IMO 2020 and they're just totally. kind of, you think that's, oh, so totally. it's showing up as weak demand and they're just working yeah, off stocks? Totally. I think there was that. I think there was. You know, big spec position right. uh, by everybody, you know, uh, really probably shouldn't even be in oil, you know, trading oil, but they read this stuff and they go, hey, right. we got to get in this. Right. And you know how it works, Jim. <laughs> We've well, been course. seeing it. We've been seeing well, it for 35 years. Well, that's what I was trying to think about. How do you think about this virus when, when you hear the news that, okay, the virus has gone away, it's too late to, to buy any. You know, it's like you have, it, it's just... The markets uh, make it very difficult <laughs> for people. Yeah, to yeah. They, there is some efficiency in in uh, you know in, in markets. You know, it's it's. You look at the equity market; they they've shrugged off the the virus. But you know, we've had real effects. I mean, this yes. is. A, I mean, it really is. A, the, you know, Chinese demand is going to be significantly down. Right. 
um, so that at least there is, you know, there is a real effect. You know, the the market is does into at least the oil market seems a little, maybe not. I mean, there's there's that app that everybody has showing the death count and the cases, uh, yeah. right? And if yeah. it grows, you know, if the if the it's crazy, it's crazy. But, you know, but these algorithms are trading on it, so right, you gotta somehow stay ahead of it. Yep. But let's get getting back to diesel. Yeah, diesel. You know, that's the other thing that the weather's killed. Yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, we still burn heating oil here. And in fact, Jim, it did my heart very well. I, I mean, my heart skipped a beat when we were up at uh, Global Headquarters. Yes. Darianne. Yes. Uh, uh, right, coming right down the street was a, was a heating oil. Oh yeah. Anchor truck, right? You saw oh, these, yeah. Yeah, that was that was so. You know, we still use it. Well, uh, yes, I I still have heating oil. <laughs> and you sure have it, heating oil, right? I do. I do. There's not a lot of distributors left, but uh, I get good service. Okay, so we had this move up and then a move down. And um, I'd say I want to talk about options a little bit here. Andy. Yeah, let's definitely talk about options. We're, we're running around 31%, 30% from the first two months vol. And we had gotten up close to 40%. On fe- uh, 40, I think February 3rd was, was the high. And, um, you know, there, there, there's, um, the, the, if you look at the open interest, it's not crazy. It's very spread out. And it looks like, uh, you know, if you look at June, th- th- where, where's all the open interest? It's in the uh, June and December, say 45, 50, 55 puts, some 35s. And then in the calls, it's 60, 65, uh, 70 with some 55s and 75s. So that's also, also June and D. So it's not, really, it's not really an interesting market, I don't, I don't think. It's, um, and the uh, CSO, same thing. Uh, you know, we 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 see uh, flat puts are the they have about ten thousand open interest on the June through Dece, uh spreads, and um, from April, May, June, July on the calls, it's the plus fifty plus one hundred uh, CSOs, and these were put on. I think these were put on a, a while ago. So um, not a lot, not a lot to say. I just wanted to get people updated on that. What else? You know, it's it's we also need to talk about the curve. Yeah, the the crude curve seems to have uh, it's it's um, in contango up through July, and then it goes backward dated. Is that is that right? Is that the way you see it? That it goes. Uh, so, so um, I didn't see what happened today, but it was yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah 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 right right right. It's right? in contango in the front. Yeah, and then the bat yeah, and then it goes uh, and then it goes backward dated. But June um, July. Is it June, July, and August have about the same price? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I haven't looked at the close today, but I think that's a, that's about right. Yeah. So um, it's kind of that's that's where people are thinking we we get back a little get back a little closer to normal. Yeah, and and I think that what's you know there are a couple. The, what's really interesting is the Brent market. Not surprisingly. Because we lost all that sweet crude, oh, right. uh, you know that Brent went from contango to uh, pretty good backwardation now in the in the uh, front, and uh, actually the whole curve pretty much you know went went uh, went backwardated, and 
you know, what, what was, uh, everyone was pointing to, um, particularly on the, um, you know, a lot of commentators in the press were talking about uh, how Brent had been in Contango and how bearish that was and that the end of the world was nigh. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. Know, <laughs> sure enough, yeah. you know, the market like picked itself up and, uh, you know, said, wait, you know, we're, we don't, we're, we need some, we're missing these barrels. So um, let's talk about prices from here. We're what around W W T is around fifty four or something right now. I don't have a screen in front of me, but um, fifty, you, 50 yeah, less than fifty three eighty seven. So let's call it okay. fifty four. Okay, so what do you think going forward? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot because oh, know, great job, thanks. We, well, here, here's we what nothing. I think. <laughs> yeah, here, here's here's really what what I think. I, I think you know if we look at this is actually a pretty good stat. The five-year average for WTI is around $53 prices. Five-year? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. We've done nothing. <laughs> We've done nothing. Yeah, that's like, right. that's where I we mean, are now. You know, the market's been all over the place over the yeah. last, you know, over the, over the last five years, you know, including taking right. some heavy, you know, heavy pounding and then, of course. And then, coming, and then coming back and then, you know, a couple of spikes here and there. But gee, I could have sold volatility all those years ago. You could have. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> so anyway, okay. where we are. You We're know, right here. If, if you want to say that mid fifties is an equilibrium price for WTI, you know, I don't think you'd be far off. So you know, where where you go from here is, you know, I, I if I had, yeah, I I think we're gonna. I think the market, as we head into the second half, may, may get itself together, uh, and we we could see some upside. You know, could there be a six handle on WTI? Yeah, there, there. You know, there, there definitely could be. Could there be a low forties? Well, if the virus gets worse, uh, I guess. I guess so. But you know, I, I think uh, you look. You, you look at the inventory numbers and. For now, this this is a good price. Yeah. You know, so so, what do you do with that? You know, right. you gotta, this, this is this is really a good price. And one thing that has been really interesting, Jim, for uh, us holdout fundamentalists, yes. um, and don't tell anyone that I'm secretly a technician. No. But no. for us holdout fundamentalists, the prices have actually been correlating very well with inventories, and you saw in the fourth quarter, you know, even global inventories were drawing and that's what that rally was all about. Mm. You know, uh, as, as we had, a, as we, you know, we had a nice, a good solid fundamental rally in the fourth quarter wow. that, that got taken out by the, the coronavirus. So, all right, if stocks build, yeah, maybe the market could be, you know, under some pressure here and then in the next few, you know, next few months. And then as we head into the second half, you know, you, you could start seeing it, it gaining its footing and, uh, you know, and, and coming on back. I think a collapse, a price collapse, uh, looking, at, looking at all the fundamentals, I, th I, I can only see that if this thing really, if the virus becomes a pandemic. Right. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, and that's, you know. We, think, we think that's a less likely outcome, but we really don't know. We don't know. No, but yeah. yeah. We don't know. 
who knows? Well, neither do I, neither does, you know, seemingly neither does anyone else. You know, maybe the experts have a better hand. They certainly, hopefully, they have a better handle on it than you and me, you know, two oil guys. Yeah. You know, or the guys on TV. But oh, they, don't, they don't know either. No. Okay, so in gasoline or diesel, which, which one has a better, uh, if I may, I said you have to buy one of them, which one would you buy? You, you're giving me like that, a Widowmaker choice? Yeah, I guess. You give me a heat. You give Which me one? the gas choice? All I right, to say. I'm going to go, um, I think diesel will do somewhat better than, than gasoline over the, next, uh, over the next couple of months. Wow. Um, you know, we're heading into, uh, it, is, it is planning season. There's always a shot for the end, end of the season, you know, an end of a season called snap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if China starts, if things start moving out of China, you know, diesel demand presumably should, uh, you know, should pick up. So, yeah, I mean, it's fighting seasonality somewhat for, uh, for gasoline, but there's also a counter-seasonal rally for uh, distillate that's usually, you know, March, March, April-ish. Okay. But the one thing that uh, I would advise uh, anyone listening to this podcast is never trade heat to gas right yes which is the uh you yes. know one of the great widow makers as is uh i think as shown again the march april natural gas yeah you know, the other uh, way you went the other way yeah that, that one right under another another widow maker yeah okay andy good job anything commodity research group.com is us uh check us out what else? Anything else, Andy? Uh, you can reach us at a Lebeau at commodityresearchgroup.com. That's my, that's my email address. Jim's is jcolburn at commodityresearchgroup.com. And if you have any questions on this podcast, feel free to, to reach out to us. Uh, we also do uh, metals. Uh, we have the top-rated base metals analysts working with us. And uh, we now have a quant working with us. Yes. Uh, so if you have any quantitative analysis that you might want done, you know, hit us up. Definitely. Okay. Thank you very much, Andy. Our next podcast, we, we try to do them right around the time when the big three come out. We were a little late this month, but we'll be on track. Uh, we should be, should be on track by um, next, next month. Right. And I think over the next couple of months, we're going to have some great, great guests, guest stars. On our, uh, on our podcast. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Jim.